0: great well thank you so much for being <laughs> oh no i'm sorry oh. <laughs> i thought you were laughing at me <laughs> no 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 i have a, a gentle cough post-covid <laughs> just a gentle cough yeah i thought you were like laughing at my oh my gosh no voice. i'm like oh i know anyway like
1: bullying you immediately on joining
0: <laughs> No, no 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 <laughs> okay let's start this again Hi, I'm Maggie Bean, and welcome to the New to Product Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my guest, Dana Myers, who's a product marketer at Quorum. We talk all about her journey from BDR to product marketing, and we also talk about a lot of different stuff along the way, so stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for coming on um, to the podcast today. I found you in about the creepiest way on LinkedIn. Somebody <laughs> somebody posted and they mentioned how you were a BDR who is now a PMM. And I was like, that's mm. so interesting. I want to connect with this person. That's so cool. So um, we connected on LinkedIn and chatted about it. And I thought you had a really cool perspective. So I'm happy to have you on today to talk about your path in product marketing, specifically making the jump from BDR to PMM. So
1: yeah actually funny because as a BDR I was often reaching out to strangers for <laughs> in similar ways like I just found you can we connect <laughs> so I'm just like I feel happy when people reach out to me like that and yeah like, I hope that the people I reached out to also felt like wow how delightful instead of like oh god oh,
0: nice but I just want to start off I have some lightning round questions for you just to get warmed up um so these are some product marketing slash working in general hot takes for you so Let's just oh, get started boy. with those if you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Research project or writing project?
1: Okay. I don't know. I feel like it's not a hot take, <laughs> but <laughs> I like <laughs> I like writing projects, and I feel like you start a writing project with a research project, but every time I'm doing the research, I'm just like, I want to get
0: to the writing part. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to talk now. <laughs> That's my opinion. Remote, hybrid, or in-office work? Hybrid.
1: I love going in person and I love not going in person.
0: <laughs> some days you just do not want to be there in person and some days you need human interaction to survive. I feel that. Yes. Something you're new to. Um, you mean
1: professionally, right?
0: Um, anything oh, you're new life. to.
1: Okay. Well, I think professionally we just acquired a company, which is very exciting. So we're hmm. like learning about their market. You kind of get your eagle eyes or you're like – your blinders on your one market and then to have it expand is kind of cool mm-hmm. um but in general in life
0: um i got these nail stickers recently they're, they're cool <laughs> and what's your product marketing superpower
1: um maybe like out of the box ideas mm-hmm. I got, if i if i can just sit there and start to think like more and more I can come up with creative stuff and I think that's important because I don't know you don't want your marketing to be boring (laughs) you're an ideas woman yes
0: all right we're going to jump into some of these questions um okay to start off just to explain to you why this question is a thing um my nieces always grow me about what I do for work in your perspective how would you describe product marketing to a 10 year old
1: Assuming a 10-year-old doesn't have a ton of business experience. <laughs>
0: um I will probably say
1: um I take the cool stuff that someone else built and I figure out how to get other people excited about it. Cool. I don't need to go into the business language, I think cuz Yeah. I don't know if a 10-year-old's going to get
0: there. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um also, bold of you to assume my niece doesn't know anything about business. <laughs> She's actually an MBA program, but like, yeah.
1: She she could be a small business owner. I have yeah. no idea.
0: She is a kid genius, actually. So um, um but that's a great that's a great explanation.
1: I'm ready for the next generation to take the reins. <laughs> Let <laughs> her <safe>. have it.
0: <laughs> so uh I know I mentioned at the beginning, like you are a BDR and now you are a product marketer. But I would love, I think you have a super interesting like career path and like what you went to college for and everything is super cool and way over my head. So (laughs) I would just love to hear more about your career ambitions and how your career ambitions evolved and how like where you are now. How did that lead you to product marketing?
1: So I went to university for international relations um, and I would focus on like Chinese modern history. So (laughs) that's not super related to product marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I came to DC to like kind of work in that world. And I realized there's like a whole world adjacent to this like policy world, like there's a policy tech world. And that was just a super good fit for me in general, because it's like, you know, high energy. It's not as bureaucratic. There's not as many, like, I don't want to say there's, like, not rules, but it's not as rigid, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was really interested in the concept of policy tech, so I just started working at Quorum, like, entry-level sales position. Uh, I didn't even know product marketing was a job. I was just like, there is sales and there is marketing. (laughs) Um, And then I met our product marketer, and I actually talked to our product manager as well. And they were like, you should go talk to product marketing because it's really cool and interesting. So I talked to our product marketer and then she let me do some of her projects with her. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is what I want to
0: do. Perfect. So I know you mentioned like product as well. Um, And when we chatted, you talked about how you weren't sure about like if you wanted to go to product management or product marketing. And my question is, why did you choose to go into product marketing versus product management? And what was your experience like trying them both out? Yeah,
1: I so I did some projects for both kind of teams. And I think probably the product marketing project was a little bit more hands-on in terms of what product marketers actually do. So I, I helped our product marketer uh, with a launch, so she let me help out with like the positioning and the messaging, and that was really cool because it's it wasn't even my job yet, but I was just like given this opportunity, which is why I really like startups too, because you're just allowed to stretch out of your current role and like find what really works for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of just like an unexpected great thing from working in a, a startup. Um, but I also worked on a project for product management and. Well, frankly, I just like the writing more (laughs) in the product marketing um, because I think product management is a little bit more behind the scenes. And I like being in the middle of the scenes. I just like shaping the direction of how we think about things rather than how
0: we build things. In the middle of the scenes is a great description of it. Product marketing is kind of a mix of both where you can have impact, but you're not fully just like on execution. You can execute some, like you can write some stuff, but it's not just your entire job.
1: Yeah, it's like I the concept of like strategic positioning is my favorite thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is so nerdy. (laughs) I think that that's kind of been like a common thread of things that I like in my life in general. Like Mm -hmm. in university doing international relations, you're taking all this information about the world. Like this is what's going on in this country and this country and that country. And this is the theories that we have about like why people do certain things and then you have to take all that information and like filter it into something that's coherent and makes sense and makes a point point. Mm-hmm. and product marketing is essentially the same thing where you're taking all this information about the market and what people are doing and what your customers are saying what your prospects are saying and what sales is saying and then from all of that torrent of information you have to find like the perfect tagline <laughs> so I I just like that kind of and then the other thing is like You're kind of identifying the problem and maybe the other person can't even see it. And then you shape what your solution is into this thing that perfectly solves their problem. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. To have like the power to do that. Just with your words too.
0: For sure. Isn't it fascinating how when you're, you know, finding this new experience, you look back and you see the pattern of your life of all the other ways that this has come about. It's funny that you get down the road in life and you're like, wow, this all makes sense. (laughs) a pattern Isn't emerges what meant to be <laughs> this is this is this is my dest my destiny in life is to be a product marketer it's literally led me to this point
1: it's also funny like when i was little my mom was always like you're ju- you're going to end up doing a job that like doesn't even exist right now and i was like <laughs> yeah right mom i can't even think of one like that which like obviously not cuz it doesn't exist yet <laughs> but i mean if like when I was, you know, 10 or 15 or whatever, someone asked me what I want to be when I grow up. My answer is usually just like, I don't know. <laughs> and how could I have known that product marketing would exist?
0: Yeah. Is your mom like an oracle or something? Like that's, you know, that's so weird. <laughs> Does she what have any other... in my future? i right. Does she have any <laughs> other predictions? Like your mom just is low key, like.
1: I'm going to give her some tea leaves for, for
0: <laughs> Christmas Seriously. is over, so I'll
1: just give her some tea leaves just because.
0: She's like, and you will do something that does not yet exist. Like, yeah. that's, that's so cool and so specific. And it's very optimistic, too. I appreciate that. <laughs> Seriously. As like an AC and I
1: was like yeah right <laughs>
0: you're like yeah all the other kids are like i'm gonna be a vet and you're like i'm gonna do something that doesn't even exist yet. that was probably like elon musk in the fifth grade Which is like such
1: an annoying response to hear though at the time someone's like i want to be a doctor and you're like i want to be something better than that <laughs> i'm gonna be something that doesn't even exist yet because it's so cool <laughs> yeah
0: seriously and that is being in product marketing so <laughs> So I just wanted to know, from your perspective, if you had any advice for other, like, early career product marketers, specifically for those who are the only PMM at their company.
1: Yeah. I think the thing that helped me the most in terms of, like, getting my footing, but also creating, well, being creative, I guess, and, mm-hmm. and executing on good ideas, is just talking to people from other departments. Um, Partly because they just have such like deep subject matter expertise and whatever they're usually dealing with that they'll see things that you don't catch as like a more zoomed out person. Mm-hmm. And also having like a solid positive relationship before you end up needing something from that person or needing to work together on a project with that person just makes a relationship go so much smoother where like instead of having to be like, oh, like nice to meet you. yeah, <laughs> You kind of already know each other and then you can put your heads down and like come up with something really cool or really creative or Mm -hmm. like approach a problem from a different perspective, which is
0: just easier if you already have a relationship built. For sure. And in my onboarding of validity, um, my boss had me do something that I'd never done at any other company, which was he gave me a list of 10 people and he said, go meet with all these people. Like, just go say hi. Like, schedule so 30 intimidating
1: minutes. when you first start.
0: I know, right? He's like, this is the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go talk to all these people. I was like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> so I'm just throwing Zoom meetings on people's calendars. I'm like, oh, yeah. But yeah. it builds rapport and, like, you know what people do because especially in product marketing, like, you're going to work with some people really closely for a period of time, but then you might not really, like, interface with another person for, like, six months. But you yeah. still – know what they do and you have the personal connection and you feel like you can reach out and they're not just like, who's this rando that's like slacking me? <laughs> yeah, for wanting my help on something. So that's great advice. I just want to take you back to your BDR year. My years, glory days. Your glory days. <laughs> yeah. For a second. I just want to know what skills did you learn you know, during that time period as a BDR that you feel make you a better product marketer? Even- could make you a better person I don't know like (laughs) what what is your like reflections on that period of time and what you feel as if you've carried with you forward as a professional
1: you know I before I started as a BDR I was someone who was like super afraid of rejection to the point where you go like I would go to a grocery store can't find the shampoo or whatever Certainly not going to ask anyone where it is, so I was like what if they what if they tell me to go away which like ne- that's never going to happen, but I was like, "What if it does and being a BDR, you can 't really be afraid of that because you've got to make you know hundreds of calls every day to strangers who might or might not want to talk to you, um, and so I learned very quickly to just kind of let it roll
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and that I think in like makes me a I don't know. Maybe more confident person in general. Mm-hmm. Like now, I can just go up to the guy at the store and be like, "Hey, where's the shampoo?" <laughs> but also in the, like your professional life, it's again like that fear of not not being afraid of putting a coffee on someone's calendar who just joined or who has been there forever and you don't know them at all. Yeah. Um, and also being able to just kind of throw out ideas in a meeting and not be afraid that someone's not going to like it. Because what's the worst thing they're going to say? Like, no, let's not do that yeah okay that's fine that's where we already are
0: (laughs) so moving internally i feel like it must have been really helpful to be a bdr and then be a pmm in terms of interfacing with the customers like do you feel like you have a better perspective on who your customers are um just from being a bdr like do you feel like you have a different perspective than just another pmm randomly coming into the company i think i think so partly because you're you're just talking to the market every day
1: all Mm -hmm. day every day i guess when you're making calls as a BDR, you're like okay let me like find this person on linkedin figure out what's their title what are they doing every day um what is their organization what does that organization care about you're kind of building this like mini persona of Mm -hmm. them and then you you come over to pmm where you're supposed to build like Zoomed out, more generic personas, and you're like, "Oh, I know how to do that. I know how to pick out from a profile what is important and what problems this person is likely to face."
0: That's that's super fascinating. I never really thought about that. If there are any other BDRs like listening, I think there's a career path for BDRs that people typically think of, which is BDR or SDR to AE. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for other BDRs who are like potentially looking for the quote unquote non traditional? path other than being you know yeah. a... I,
1: I mean like you said it's kind of the traditional path that you first think of when you think of a BDR just because you know sales to sales makes sense yep. but I realized number one I'm just not good under pressure <laughs> and so it would have been a really stressful career path for me I think yeah and then I like I realized I liked the more like zoomed out work that I was doing for the product marketing team more than like the individual case by case basis. Like Mm -hmm. I liked taking that knowledge from the case by case basis and being able to apply it to more generic situations. Like I wrote a lot of cadences for our team and I would just call it like general cadence one, whereas like Mm -hmm. here's an option if they care about X and here's an option if they care about Y and like as a PMM now, I still write those kind of cadences. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize I was like doing PMM work. Um, Bridging into that question about what I would say to BDRs is if you figure out what you want to do or if you don't, go have coffees with people and ask them what they do and see Mm -hmm. what sounds interesting and then ask them if they have any projects for you because everyone's very busy. They want help. (laughs) Um, And I mean, that's how I got here was just asking for projects. Mm -hmm. But also try to think of ways that those things you're doing now for your current job apply to that position that you want. Because when you're you know, submitting your resume or interviewing. You can use what you're doing now in a lot of different contexts mm-hmm. because a salesperson is essentially like their own little CEO. Yep. Like you're running your own book of business. You have to identify – it's the same thing as like that persona thing where like you have to identify, okay, this is my target person. How am I going to approach them? That's what mm-hmm. marketing is.
0: So this next question um, is dear to my heart. What is the most recent thing that you failed at, and what did you learn from it?
1: Okay, the word "fail" to me it feels like very dramatic. I'm not trying to be dramatic, <laughs> but I do think that like I'm someone who I just need an editor. Like, mm-hmm. I after I've written something, I'm like, okay, I've stared at this for hours, and this is like I've picked every word, and I'm not an unbiased source anymore, and mm-hmm. so I need someone else to look at this and be like, what, <laughs> yeah. or be like, great. Um, And so one of the most recent things, I just like wrote something and then um, my manager was like, let's chat about this. And we figured out like why it didn't make a ton of sense. And I was like, oh, like after that conversation, I was like, this makes perfect sense. Of course, like we should approach it in like X way. But so like not a failure, right? Like it's totally it's just something to keep working on. Mm -hmm. But I think that. Being able to admit, like you know, my first draft or my second draft or my third draft is not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It just puts so so much like less pressure on you as a person. Sure. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I I just straight up told my manager like I am a person who needs an editor. I need to consult with you after I've written stuff because maybe the thing that I said doesn't make sense, and maybe your are pers- like I just want to see your perspective. And I think being able to admit that makes you a better worker because yeah. you're not trying to like hide some
0: flaws you're just like trying to figure out ways to work around the things that you can help yeah i always do the thing they have like um a robot man on um this website that will like read your work back to you and i always just like plug in all my work and then i have this mr robot man like read it back to me (laughs) and he that's really smart though that's the only way i can edit my own work because then you can hear it back and you're just like oh yeah this doesn't make sense
1: Well, I mean, that's one of the things I always see like on LinkedIn, like the marketing influencers or whatever, they're always like, write like a person. And you're like, I mean, this, yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) But then when you're actually writing, it's not always that easy because like, well, I have to put the value and I have to put our messaging and I have to put this and this and this. And then suddenly you're like, oh yeah, this is not how a real person would talk. That's also kind of something that helped as a BDR because you have to verbalize everything. You're not like well, I guess you're writing emails, but when you're verbalizing all of this positioning and marketing language, you're like, oh, like I would use this word instead.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good exercise. I'm going to steal that actually Listening to Mr. Robot. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel the same way when I'm writing out like, um, you know, bullets or stuff for like discovery questions or things for BDRs or AEs. I'm just like, does this sound like somebody, something somebody would say like, and here is our integrated system where you can derive insights. Like, (laughs) that just would be you're like oh my gosh so awkward insights i can't wait <laughs> so <awkward laughs> i've been dreaming about insights <laughs> it's
1: so funny too like when we were launching our international product mm-hmm. we were talking about like okay when you're on a call you should like phrase it this way and this way and then we realized we're using a lot of like expressions like let's throw the kitchen sink at them yeah like can't can't necessarily say that if someone's no. not like used to english expressions and you say like instead of throwing the kitchen sink at a problem, do this. And you're like, what? (laughs) Why would I do that? (laughs) My sink stays in one place.
0: Yeah. where I just got a note today to to remove an idiom from um, a piece of of content. They're like, this would not make sense internationally. I'm like, good call. Because I speak, I swear to God, I speak like solely in riddles. Like I'm just always using (laughs) like figures of speech and stuff and I have friends like not from New England Like, what are you saying um, is that your
1: product marketing superpower
0: yeah <laughs> I can speak in riddles that's just that's just me that's my personal I brand I really like
1: that I kind of wish I could do that that's a cool <laughs>
0: Superpower. so if you could go back to yourself from over a year ago and give yourself a piece of advice the first day that you were a product marketer um, what would you tell yourself
1: stop being so scared (laughs) because like everyone's not an expert on stuff Mm -hmm. which is kind of why I think like questions that you asked like about failure and what questions about like what are you not good at are kind of important because it's really easy to come into a new role and feel like I don't know anything I'm like I don't have anything to contribute here Mm -hmm. but that's not usually the case and having a new perspective is honestly really helpful a lot Mm -hmm. of the time It's why we need editors, you know, things like that. So I think I would tell myself to just like chill out (laughs) and like stop thinking that everyone else is perfect except you because that's just not the case.
0: That is excellent advice to have to yourself. And I think something that we all should just, even if it's not your first day as a product marketer, should internalize that idea. The idea of thinking everybody else is perfect and like you are this like flawed human or have weird ideas or whatever don't know what you're talking about in certain ways but everyone easy to say though yeah.
1: and not necessarily easy to practice
0: yeah i just feel like some people you know we're all making it up as we go along and some people are just more confidently doing it than other people is honestly yeah. at the end of the day yeah. what it really is about
1: i mean also that wisdom about social media just being your like other people's highlight reel so mm-hmm. don't compare their highlight reel to your life I feel like that also applies to linkedin <laughs> or like <laughs> you don't really think about that as a social media, but you see lots of posts about people being successful and that's awesome. Yeah. But you then compare it to your like entire life, which is full of successes and not successes, mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, what are they like what am I doing wrong? But it's not. It's just that like most people aren't gonna post about the job they didn't get on LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> For sure. And I love when people do like admit failure and stuff on LinkedIn. It's yeah, really refreshing. Like it's so refreshing. For sure. Yeah. I love LinkedIn. It's my favorite social I media do network, too. and it's kind of—I feel it's like
1: a guilty pleasure. Like I don't <laughs> want to admit it,
0: <laughs> but I like LinkedIn.
1: I just like to know. I, I'm just nosy.
0: I love to know. Yeah.
1: Like. I want to know where did you go to school? What did you like about it? What clubs were you
0: in? <laughs> what was your course load like freshman year?
1: Yeah. Like, what, what made you switch from being a computer science major to a literature major? I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you honestly, you can know so so much from a LinkedIn profile. My last question is, you know, we're just starting off 2022. What is a PMM skill that you're looking to grow this year?
1: Um, I want to learn more about videos and mm-hmm. like creating, ideating, editing, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I'm not like a video editor by any means, but things like product videos or Even like more like brand focused videos, I think are Mm -hmm. really fun and a really cool way to be creative. One of it's, I don't really, I'm not like a resolutions person really because I know that I'm not gonna like think about it a month from now necessarily. But one of the things I'm trying to focus on now, Mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether it's a new year, is being more consciously creative in projects. So like I said, I I really like being creative and thinking outside of the box and it's easier I think as you get more comfortable in your messaging and your positioning to just be a little bit, I don't know, less creative to yep. not to to use an uncreative way to describe it. <laughs> but it's really fun when you've when you've made something interesting and unique to then mm-hmm. like show it to the team and show it to the customers and see a really cool response that I'm trying to be creative in that way. And so I think video is a really cool medium to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent skill to grow. Great. Well, do you have any other, you know, final thoughts for our new to PMM listeners? I don't Um, know if you call them listeners or whatever. Well,
1: I'll say if you're considering PMM and you're not sure,
0: you should do it because it's the most fun one. It's the most fun (laughs) (laughs) That's that is a resounding um, support for a PMM. It's yeah, the most fun I mean, job.
1: I do think it's the most fun. Like, cause yeah. you also, you're not like doing tons of repetitive stuff all the time. Like every day you get, or every week or whatever it is, you get new projects and challenges and you have to really think about them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had to design a job for yourself, that would be what you would want. And it exists, yeah. so you, sh- you should do it.
0: <laughs> it is a thing and you should do it in some yeah. way. It
1: yeah. didn't used to exist and now it does.
0: <laughs> now it exists. <laughs> Thanks mom. <laughs> Yeah, your mom really brought that. Yeah,
1: she manifested that for us 10 years ago.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you're interested in joining our new to PMM crew, shoot me a message on LinkedIn and I'll add you to our group chat. See you next time.